Good morning, guys. This is the RGM Podcast. I'm your host, Oliver Conley, and today I'm with Harry Beckwith. He's an old school friend. Harry, say hello. Hi there. Today, uh, Harry and I will be discussing his experiences in applying for investment banking firms. So if you're preparing for the summer this year for the internships, we don't know what's going to happen with the coronavirus, but there's definitely going to be online ones, especially for the big firms. So if you're thinking of applying for a finance or an investment banking position, this is the podcast to listen to. Harry's been there, he's done it, and he's applied to all the firms, and he's going to share with you his experiences. Be sure to check out our website, ourgen.co.uk, ourgen.co.uk. You can get free membership. It's that simple. Lots of amazing things in there, from uh, finance to tech to business to entrepreneurism, even just career advice in general. Newsletters, podcasts, our forum pages, lots of amazing stuff in there. Get a membership. It's free today. So keep learning and get earning, as I like to say, and I hope you enjoyed today. So um, um, Harry and I, we went to school together. Uh, we've known each other for how long, do you reckon? Um, it's got to be, what, four, five, five, six years now? Yeah, five, six years. It's been a while. GCSE time. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, we both uh, did history and, and we both went our separate ways. You went to Durham. Yep. Uh, I went to Manchester. Uh, we've both been pretty businessy uh, orientated. Just tell us a bit more about yourself, what you're interested in, where you're at. Yeah, so uh, I'm in my second year at Durham Uni doing uh, finance um, with a business placement. So hopefully, um, if I can get some uh, um, offers, I'll be starting in June or September. Um, and I've currently uh, uh, co-founded a um, golf clothing company uh, late last year. So I'm currently working on that as well uh, to sort of keep me busy during the uh, during the lockdown because the golf courses are closed. Yeah. So. <laughs> No, it's good. I mean, um, the, you know, Becky's joined the Argen team uh, and doing amazing things, obviously, maintaining university and starting his own business, which is great. Um, and this is what we need to get you guys to think about, you know, university, your time spent there, you know, can you set up your own business? And, and Harry's now going to talk uh, a bit about his um, applications into in investment banking and finance firms. Uh, and as we'll learn, golf went a long way, didn't it, Harry? did, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so first off, you know, I always ask everyone this. But if you were to tell your younger self before you were applying to all these firms, what what would you say to your younger self? Well, definitely now, um, I'd say save the best till last. So obviously I'm saying that within mm-hmm. reason. So when I first started applying for the placements, I applied for all the big banks first, Goldman, uh, JP Morgan, etc. Um, mm-hmm. Did the assess, you know, got through to these particular um, sort of online assessment stages. Um, and because I'd had no experience in, you know, sort of doing them, um, and especially, you know, like with other companies recording myself, uh, answering questions, I was very nervous. I didn't know what I was doing. It's the first time I've done that kind of thing. And I basically messed it up. Um, and I've sort of learned more about the process, the interview process as I've gone along. Um, so by doing the, my favorite ones first, so to speak, I've sort of, um, you know, messed that up in a way. Um, and I think saving the ones you want the most to last when you've gained more experience is probably the best way to go. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'd say if I could go back, that is probably the biggest thing um, I'd say firstly. Just learn it. I mean, that's the process really of learning those mistakes. And you know, I mean, to be honest, I know, I know in finance, the big firms, you know, they're attractive, but sometimes I don't know about, I mean, I, I'm not too sure on finance, obviously yourself, you'll know a bit more, but 
for me, the smaller firms, the, the smaller boutiques, you get a lot more hands-on experience and you get in touch with those management positions. So although you say it was a, you know, okay, it hasn't worked out the way it has, you've learned those mistakes, it, it probably might still be all right, especially for the smaller firms, would you say? Definitely, yeah. So a couple of years ago, I mm. went for sort of a mock interview uh, with, a, with, a, um, with someone I sort of networked with. Um, and he basically set me up to go to this accountancy firm and basically speak to one of their partners. Um, and I sat down with him and... Um, from what he was telling me, he said that when you're working for a smaller firm like that, especially with accounting, uh, you get to look at audit, tax, uh, wealth management. You know, you get to get sort of a taster for the whole uh, business, you know, the different operations. Whereas if you're working for someone like PwC, and don't get me wrong, the job at PwC is amazing. But if you're if you're working in audit at PwC, then from what he said, you will work in audit at PwC. You won't get to sort of taste other things as much. So... And I suppose I suppose there's a bigger sort of distance between you and the top of the firm. Whereas when you're working in a smaller place, it's sort of you know you can, within reason, go to the uh, you know the partner's office and have a chat with him. Whereas in PwC, it's, yeah, you know yeah. that thing might not happen as much. Yeah, it's really interesting. And um, in, in, in fact, by the way, we I'm trying to get um, a PwC recruiter on board uh, oh, in the London branch. He's going to do a he's going to do a podcast on on you know the this is quite an extensive recruitment tests. Uh, and exams yeah is that right uh yeah definitely. yeah yes so uh, he'll be on board but yeah nice one um so yeah you said that you started your own sort of golf clothing company um and obviously starting your own business you learn so much uh just just as overall but in terms of careers just share with us how you've used the golf sort of your own business to to excel your career yeah definitely so i thought that because we're sort of pre-launch pre-sales we haven't launched yet um, I didn't think it was worth putting on the CV. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was worth, you know, sort of explaining all the groundwork we put in on the CV yet. But in an interview for an asset management firm I was applying for in London, uh, midway through one of the interviews, um, I thought, you know, he asked me a question and I thought the perfect thing to bring up as an answer was sort of an applicable skill that I've learned through sort of, you know, negotiation with suppliers in China with yeah. our, you know, uh, golf business. And the second I mentioned that, it, it, it sort of, in a way, shocked him, I suppose. And... <laughs> from then on the interview changed course and it's almost like he had a script he sort of you know screwed up into a ball and threw it away and from then on we just solely talked about my golf business for the remainder of that interview and the thing that you know mm-hmm. the things I've learned from it how we intend to market it how we intend to price it all those kinds of things so I think and, and to be honest that's like it's amazing that you said that because it's actually really nothing I mean obviously there's transferable skills but it's nothing really to do with investment banking and finance and and I love that that you didn't put it on the CV because I feel that a lot of people they put everything on their CV yeah. and then when it gets to the into the interview the interviewer knows everything about you and there's no that shock factor and, and like you said the fact that you you, know, <laughs> you surprised them a little bit obviously it changed the course of the interview which is which is good um, would you would you do that again then for for other interviews definitely well I think from now on, um, well, after that interview, the first thing I did is I realised that it is important and it does make me stand out. And if anything, mm. I probably started it midway through applications. Now, if I'd have put it on my applications as soon as I'd done it, it might, I mean, you know, this is a maybe, it it may yeah, yeah. have, you know, because of the factors at play, it might have resulted in a couple more sort of advancements through the processes in various companies. So, you yeah, know, based yeah, on the experience yeah. I, I had um, you know the interview. You know the interview that took place there. Yeah, I mean, like especially, I think starting your own business is a lot. Of, it's a character building process, and uh, you know, from a big 
finance or investment banking point of view, you know, you've got, like, you've got to have a certain character to start your own business. But, um, but awesome. And, and linking that to character building, sort of the attitude that you, that you adopted in these interviews and application process, what would you say to younger listeners here who are planning on applying? What attitude do you, do you think you should adopt? I think, well, I mean, when you're building a business, you sort of, it sort of gives you more. I'd say the biggest thing that it's done for me is uh, discipline. So I suppose during the first stage of the lockdown, you know, um, apart from work, you know, I, I didn't really have much else to do, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I thought, you know, this isn't productive. Um, you know, playing, you know, playing Xbox and stuff is, <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> like, you know, it's not going to get you nowhere, is it? So. I thought, you know, I need to do something productive and I think it teaches you discipline and I think, you know, if you've got greater discipline, um, you know, and it definitely improves your work ethic um, and, you know, I suppose if you're working in a business that requires you to have sort of a global approach, if some of your stakeholders are, you know, global, um, you know, mm. it, 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 it brings out the importance in needing to know what's going on in the world um, and I think yeah. that stuff is directly, you know, applicable to the interview process. I mean, I didn't realise that, you know, something that happened in China last year with, with all the riots. Um, when we were looking at purchasing black clothing, there was a potential issue because... Oh, exactly, of course. Because, yeah. because the government associated black sort of T-shirts, beanies, hoodies, whatever, with that kind of uh, revolutionary sort of behaviour. So This was based in Hong exactly, Kong, right? yeah. So there was a ban yeah, on yeah. sort of exporting that kind of gear. And, you know, it's, it, it, it just shows that you need to be up to date with what's going on in the world at all times because it can have a direct impact on your business. Yeah, it could have been very problematic, but we found a way around it. Yeah, that's good. I mean, um, and also, so for that's from the business side, and, and when you're applying for these IB and, and finance firms, I mean, for me, I've got this perception, because especially when I was doing law, that it was very serious. Um, like, it, you couldn't have much room to sort of joke around or be casual. And obviously, you, you don't want to end up like a robot. I mean, what did you do? Like, did you were you really serious, suited and booted, or what kind of level? Was well, I it? think you need to look professional, obviously. So I'd always sort of wear um, suit shirt. Um, personally, I didn't bother with a tie, um, and okay. mo- most of my interviews didn't have a tie, and so I was sort of dressed exactly like them. And some are friendly, some are more serious. But I think you know the first thing I did was you know as I said hello to them, I'd, I'd smile because I think you know a smile normally reciprocates yeah, really a smile. If you smile, yeah. someone normally smiles back. Um, and I think I found a couple of angles in which I could not make a joke and be inappropriate in a way, but sort of make sort of a light, you know, sort of a sort of a comedic remark in the sense that I play golf, obviously. Um, and I basically yeah. said, you know, you know, they said, what do you do in your spare time? And obviously say something like, you know, I love playing golf. Um, I love playing with, um, you know, this particular set of friends because I normally beat them. So it's, it's, you know, it's a win-win situation for me. And that got a bit of a giggle. And I suppose from then on, it's sort of, made the mood more relaxed and I think that yeah. may have helped the interview I don't know yet but from what I could sort of see through their mannerisms for the rest of the interview it seemed to sort of make things a lot more chill you know yeah it, it breaks it down a bit and I think especially in sort of IB as well I think golf is yeah definitely it's a big definitely. sport yeah. in finance yeah, within business yeah and, so you have that uh, common ground right and if you're trying to persuade people or you know to employ you or be likable that common ground is really important um so yeah and so you've got like the extracurricular, you've got your own business, you, you used golf. Was there anything, obviously you're at university doing finance there, was there anything academic that you felt was really important in these interviews? You know, did you need to bring up academic sort of theory or thoughts in there? Um, as far as 
academic thoughts are concerned, I think. Hmm, well, I, I, I'd, I'd probably say that, in terms of, in terms of, I mean, I, I, I co-founded a sort of a, um, uh, a market research sort of website with some of my, uh, uh, friends from last year. Um, and we basically sort of, I mean, because we always keep up to date with the relevant, you know, financial news. And it basically... Oh, this is uh, Elvet Partners, Elvet right? Partners, yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, okay. we essentially just, you know, because <clears throat> we're doing about this kind of thing within lectures. So obviously, you know, the star lectures, end of lectures, we, you know, they're bringing up relevant news stories. Mm. And we basically go mm. away and, you know, we'd sort of do a bit of research and we'd sort of do a bit of an analysis with charts. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... Um, yeah, we sort of publish these reports. Um, you know, there's a few up there now. You know, commodities, crypto, uh, equities, whatever. Um, and I think you know that sort of helped in a way because it sort of um, you know we sort of took things a step further outside of the standard curriculum, um, which mm. shows. Well, I guess it shows them that you know you've got actually a deeper interest. You're not just doing finance for the sake of doing finance. You're doing finance because you like it. You know, because you have a yeah. You know, there's other reasons. Um, and I think finance is it's such a, a hardcore subject in the sense of, you know, you've actually really got to enjoy it. And I feel that a lot of people nowadays, they especially with things like Wolf of Wall Street and, um, you, you know, it's like idealisation. But when you get down to it, you know, you've, you've really got to enjoy it because if you don't, then I don't think you stand a chance. What do you think? Exactly. So at the start of, I mean, it's happened twice, actually, which is kind of weird, but... Well, I I went to a talk at UCL, um, the Young Inve- the oh, Young yeah. Investment Bankers Program, and we all went into this room. There was like two hundred of us, and the first thing they did, they didn't say anything. They they walked over to this monitor and they played something on this massive sort of uh, screen, and it was um mm. and it was a clip from the Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> when you know when they send all the. Uh, you know, uh, you know, a certain set of uh, ladies into the office, and uh, you know oh, things, okay. yeah, you know, yeah. things get out of hand in the office, and a guy came on and said, you know. This is what a lot of people think it's like, and then he played a clip from a film called Margin Call, which is um, mm. which is obviously a lot yeah. more serious. And he came out and he said, "This is more of an accurate represent, you know, accurate representation of what's really going on." Um, so I think there is there is sort of a, an eagerness to make, um, you know, to sort of show that it's not like the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, is that the, the margin call, the one with um, uh, Kevin, Kevin Spacey? Spacey yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's more. I mean, there Gritty, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you see people, you see people working in the office late hours at night. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, dealing with mm. massive issues. You know, the stress, the impact on people's lives. You know, all that kind of stuff. It's 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 a lot yeah. more serious and down to earth as, as as opposed to Wolf of Wall Street, which is you know a bit of fun. It's dramatized and a bit of fun. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, it's yeah. It, I think that nowadays, especially, there's this idealization, and I don't think people are really up to it uh, when it when it comes to it. Um, so yeah, so that Elvet Partners, it sounds really interesting. So like, you, I've seen the research. Um, you know, was it was it purely finance, or was you know anything else? Um, well, I mean, we've there's four of us on it. Um, I've sort of focused on. I mean, we all write articles, uh, and then we all sort of review them with each other and then it'll be published under the person who wrote it you know their name uh and mm. we've got a guy um a good friend of mine james who has focused on sort of um commodities and um forex and he's sort of you know okay. done done things you know sort of relating um the uh, the canadian dollar to uh, the price of oil and all these kinds of things and looking at charts doing technical analysis and that kind of thing really in depth yeah really in depth yeah yeah i suppose yeah definitely so 
Um, and then I suppose I did I did my sort of piece on a particular type of cryptocurrency called a stable coin. And obviously, you know, the okay. impact they've had, um, you know, comparing it to Bitcoin, etc. Yeah. Um, but obviously this was last year. So this is when, I mean, my chart ended um, around, you know, when Bitcoin was trading around five six thousand dollars $6,000. I mean, obviously since then, things have changed massively, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me started. I think what we need to do, Beck, is uh, we have a separate podcast on that because uh, I think we feel very strong, strong about that sort of subject. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need to yeah, you need to compact things down because there is just so much. You can go off in different avenues and end up talking for ages, can't you? Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so is there any last words in terms of, obviously, you're still in the process of, of applying. Um, is there any message you want there for the listeners? Anyone who's applying for investment banking or finance, what, what else would you give them in terms of advice? Well, I'd definitely say that, I mean, you don't have to play golf. I mean, you know, if you do play golf or are thinking of taking it up, <laughs> it, it can help within business. I mean, especially with, I don't know, clients, whatever. You know, I mean, mm. you're out there for three, four hours with that person and no one else, you know, there to talk, there to learn more about them. I mean, you know, there's a saying that you learn more about um, someone on a golf course than anywhere else. But, you, you know, that's just mm. sort of an old saying. Um, and I think... I've had more success with the interview processes. You know, I've, I've, I've advanced further through the stages when I've really studied the company specifics. So, oh, okay. so for example, with a particular company that engages in M&A activity, I haven't just gone and said, you know, oh, you know, this year with COVID, it's been a real struggle for M&A, you know. I'm, you know I've, <laughs> I've, I've looked at specific deals that that company's been involved yeah. in yeah. and why I'm interested in it. So I've done specific company research. And I know with one of them, I found their YouTube account and they had quite a small YouTube account, so I thought, oh, you know, not, you know, not, not that many people are on this. So I basically, you know, I'd come out in the interview and I'd say, yeah, so I was watching um, a podcast from, I don't know, uh, I forgot his name, let's just call him Brad. I was watching Brad's podcast, who's the chief geopolitical strategist on his macro outlook for 2021. And I'd say that and they'd be like, no, oh. you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It like sets them back yeah. a little bit because they're thinking, wow. And then obviously I'd know the name of the CEO, I'd learn that. And through the interviews, I'd say, for example, with a company I'm looking at applying for, Wellington Management, I'd say, um, yeah, so I know that sort of within um, his, his, you know, on the website, Brendan Swords, um, you know, sort of talks about, you know, this and that, you know, within the firm and the Mm. nature of the firm and how they like to conduct business. And, you know, just chucking in things like that, you know, the name of the CEO, the name of this particular guy, things like that, you know, it, it all ticks over and it makes them, you know, it does make them think quite a lot about that kind of stuff. 100% 100% and, it, and to be honest it, all of that probably took you maximum one hour and that little hour can go a long way especially in a big you know or a medium sized to big firm um, and you stand out as well I mean especially in such a competitive environment you know standing out is number one and obviously yourself with the business you had the golf your academic side with the Elvett partners and and doing the research on the company I think all those things tie together and make a solid interview definitely yeah. i mean i mean it's all about standing out like you said um so i know i know yeah. for one particular place we had to do an investment report as a sort of a you know uh, a case study kind of thing and mm. I, I sent mine in you know on the deadline and a few hours later that evening i thought of another couple of points now i wrote another email saying you know i know it's past the deadline but you know i was thinking about it this evening now you know you know i was throwing a few um throwing a few ideas around in my head whatever and I've got a few more points and I'd love to share them with the team. I know it's past the deadline, but it'd be great if you could send them on. And, you know, she said, great, that's fine. I'll forward it to the, uh, you know, to the team who are going to review it. And I think that kind of thing lets them know that, you know, even though the deadline's done, you know, you're still thinking about it. You know, you've actually taken an interest yeah. in it. And I think all these kinds of little things you can do that make you stand out really have a difference, especially, you know, when you're down to the last, 
you know, set of people are looking to choose for a placement uh, opportunity. Amazing. Yeah, no, that's been very insightful, uh, Harry. Um, and also check out our podcast uh, from last episode, which is about my experience in law firms. So obviously Harry's given us a really good detail in, in investment banking and finance. We hope to hear more from you. I think uh, we have to do one on, on Bitcoin, especially. I know you're interested in that. Let's do it. Yep. Um, yeah, let's set a date. Let's do it. I'm yeah. ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent, guys. Well, uh, thank you very much for listening. The fact that you listened right now today means that you're investing in yourself, okay? Free membership on ourjourney.co.uk. Invest in yourself completely free, and you'll be able to hear more amazing tips like uh, what Harry's given us today. So uh, keep learning, get earning. Thank you very much.